Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank you choose when we start. Like, yeah, why are you asking? Shall we start? You never do that. Sometimes I like to be generous. I give as much as I take. You know, I, many people say I give too much. <laughs> Who are these many people? Name them. Name two of these many people. <laughs> oh God! So we're recording. I assume. I, yeah, I, but I, can, I don't know when we started recording in the middle. Yeah, in that, we can give a moment of silence. Yeah, we'll do. It's an in moment of silence. No, it's an in media res start. <laughs> See, I know smart words. That's Latin. What for? Um, in <laughs> yes, well done. media, which means media. No, <laughs> and then resolution. No. Okay, what does it mean? In the middle of things. Okay, well, so media means middle and then res, res means thing. thing? Yeah. It's a dumb word for thing. Um, anyway. Now there's this thing called other languages. <laughs> now, as someone with a degree in two different languages, you might know this. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, sacapuntas is my favorite Ooh, word in Spanish. That's not a silly word at all. What does sacapuntas mean? It means rubber. I it's honestly not a, not a silly word at all. I thought it meant like a sacred whore because uh, no. puntas sounds no like, no no. It's, it's uh, from the verb sacar yeah. to uh, like get rid of and puntas uh-huh. like points. So it quite literally means the thing that gets rid of points. What am I thinking of? Maybe it's like a Brazilian Portuguese word for prostitute. It's like punta. Uh, um, ooh. oh oh, it's struggling. I think it's there. like punta. Puta. Puta is okay. bitch slash whore. So, uh, yeah. And so ends our language lesson. Hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, uh, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. Uh, I'm Jamie Loxon and with me as always is Al. Say hello, Al. Hello, Al. Ooh, it's a sexy one you this know, week. You've got to love yourself sometimes. <laughs> Self-love is important. I like that from Queer Eye. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, just so up until... Three years ago when Queer Eye debuted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No self-love. No, 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 no. I, I even, hated even myself. Even now, it's regularly very low. <laughs> I, I turn it on every week to be like, okay, be nice to yourself. It's cool. <laughs> Any stories this week, Al? Anything interesting happened to you? Uh, you can say no. no. <laughs> well, it's been a bit of a boring week. What about okay. you, Jamie? I, thank you for asking. Of course, that was the only reason I was asking you. Um, uh, I went to a concert this week. I went to uh, Louis Capaldi. Um, for those of you who don't know, potentially probably hasn't broken in uh, American markets. He's number one in the UK at the moment. He's a Scottish singer. He uh, is very popular because he, he's very funny on social media. And then all his songs are about heartbreak and breaking up with people. It's a very weird um, juxtaposition. Um, but yeah, went to Great fun, lad. Lad can belt. He's he's a good singer. Um, a few few notable things were uh, a his album had come out, I believe, six days previous to to this, okay. and the the woman next to me, bless her knew every word to every single song. And I'm like, you know what, fair play, mate. You have done your revision. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, so- Within six days, she knew every word to every song. Now, I'm not saying that potentially I went to listen to Lewis Capaldi sing and not the fucking annoying woman next to me. But you know what? 
well done her she learned every single word she was also crying through the entire concert so really my main point is i apologize for for insulting you and if you are listening which is unlikely hey you're doing okay yeah like you you didn't you didn't seem great was there an empty seat beside her where (laughs) hypothetically a partner might have been and suddenly this album was a lot more relevant to her life i didn't notice that um and my final note was uh he he played for about an hour um and uh, then he left the stage and everyone was doing one more tune what that classic one and i'm like the lad has one album he has no more tunes uh, leave him alone important question though uh, you didn't see this in London, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's a really glass region audience. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all travelled down. Uh, there was one person in the crowd with a Scottish flag. It was great fun. Um, Lewis Capaldi also has very strange uh, stage patter uh, yeah, in between yeah. songs. He he at one point said, my ass is kicked in shape right now. Um, which but I would like to say... That was not a good accent, but I think that might be the best Scottish accent I've ever done. That's entirely possible. That, that, that was actually... I was very... Very proud of myself when that came out, <laughs> and it wasn't actively awful. Um, so that's my story uh, this week. I, I, yeah, I went to a concert, it was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I want to go back to, I saw this on Twitter. Uh, his ass was caked in shit. Caked in shit. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, yes, so, yes, so it was a, it, it, it was in the midst of a story, yeah. uh, talking about, you know, when... When you, this is really gross. So I don't know why I brought it. No, like when, I, when you I, like yes. take a shite and then like wipe your ass, but you don't quite wipe it enough, and then like a, like an hour later, you've got like a bit of an itchy ass, and you realise, oh shit, actually I didn't I didn't wipe enough. That was his story, and so he said he'd done that just before he went on stage. So his ass was caked in shape. I'm right not now. sure I want to go to one of his concerts. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, yeah, I mean go well, see Beyonce. She's not talking about us being. What more could you shit. want? You could you could you listen to a guy describe his shit in detail. Uh, and then just nine depressing songs about breakups. It's How great. drunk was this? Was he drunk on stage? No. Was, okay, so no, just, he, just he, sober. That is just Lewis Capaldi's that's gen, general banter. vibe. If you've ever seen banter, him on social banter. media, um, he pat, so banter. The both would have been acceptable. Yeah. So banter is the the general conversation that sure, anyone can have. Sure. Patter is the the sort of stuff that someone does on stage in between a song. But batter is if you. Can... But batter is the thing you stick a fish in. <laughs> Fun story. I worked in a fishing. T- you know this. I worked yeah, in a fishing yeah, chip yeah, shop yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, quite a lot. So I'm I'm very intimately familiar with batter. I once battered a chip. And, and deep fried it just for fun just for fun what happened it was bad <laughs> I don't think the potato got very well cooked because the outside was was blocking it and the batter weirdly doesn't taste very good on a chip it just it doesn't stick to it very well it was an all round 2 out of 10 experience have... speaking of all round 2 out of 10 experiences what do we do <laughs> Um, this is the show where we are uh, have aliens invaded uh, and want us to prove our worth to them mm-hmm. to join mm-hmm. the United States space and so we are going to show them uh, the works of our greatest human Tom Hanks uh, we have decided he is our uh, greatest human but we can't show them all of his works so we are going through his entire IMDB and whittling out the good ones yeah. uh, and creating the Hanks Bank the collection of Tom Hanks works that we're going to show to the aliens to prove our worth and to uh, join the United States of space Al, it's like... Uh, if in 50 years someone was trying to make a Lewis Capaldi compilation album. So, so two weeks... Best we- of. Greatest of Lewis Capaldi, 2055. So two weeks in a row, your metaphors have both been basically best of music album related. Last okay. week it was then now that's what I call yeah, music you know, one. It's now like, it's Lewis Capaldi. It's like now... Yeah, no, yeah, that's entirely... Yeah, yeah, no, so, so... 
we're not we're not going well. I think we've only had three or four of these metaphors so far, and yeah, two yeah, of them yeah, yeah. Well, have been the same. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm going to work out a big bank of metaphors that I can yeah. just pull out very quickly <laughs> for next time. I apologise. That's all right. Um, and so this week we are uh, doing 1986's The Money Pit. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to say in general? I thought before we transition to what this show is actually about, do you have any final thoughts on on our opening? <laughs> Opening gambits, any final stories? Um, yeah, I, I think in the future, we'll, I wonder if shit will come up again in the <laughs> early conversations in terms of literally talking about shit. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, That's worrying, but <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel like, you know, it, may, it would be sad yeah, if yeah. that was our only shit-based conversation in the life cycle of this podcast. I think there are two types of people, and that's the type of people who Willing to enjoys, talk about shit. Yeah, and people who aren't, and I'm, I think we're definitely in two different categories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I, enjoy, I didn't bring up... Louis Capaldi was the one that brought up the shit, and then you investigated it further. I was going to leave it uh, leave Jamie, it there, let it the shit lie. my job as a responsible journalist to get deep <laughs> into the matters of what Louis Capaldi is. Us <laughs> is like at all times, okay? Okay, right. Uh, and so, uh, before, as we always do, we have our show context and our historical context. We give you a little bit of context about uh, the time in which this uh, work was released and then a little bit of context about the work itself before discussing uh, the film. I don't know why I've suddenly got so, like, business-like, a matter of fact. I must describe, <laughs> word for word, what we do in this podcast. I never do that. Um, so, I'm doing a historical context uh, this yep. week. And guess what, Al? Historical context is going to fucking suck this week. Why? Because fuck all happens in 1986 and it's all depressing. And also, we have three fucking thing films coming out in 1986. Yeah. So I've really had to restrict myself. I'm going to do like the first, this comes out in like April. I have to do like the first four months because we've got two more things. I can't take all the content of 1986. Although I don't know why I'm doing that because you're doing historical context next week. So you're probably going to give us some shit about fucking Socrates or some bullshit that's not at all related to 1986 and not historical context. So I didn't need to restrict myself, but I have. And sure. so, in the first four months of 1986, yeah. it, it's all fucking shit. The Challenger is destroyed in January. Yeah. Fucking Chernobyl happens in April. The first ever PC virus called Brain starts to spread. Uh, France and the UK start building the Channel Tunnel. And you might say, oh, that sounds like a good thing. Yeah, yeah do you know what the original name for the Channel Tunnel was? What? The fucking Channel. So people still call the, it the Channel Yeah, no, that's the dumbest fucking name in the world. So yes, I'm putting that in, lumping in with my shitty things that happened at the beginning of 1986. The US outlawed Genesis side in February 1986. Now again, you might think, oh, that's a good thing, but you know what that means? Genocide was fucking legal in the United States until February 19th, 1986. While making this fucking film, they could have legally committed a genocide. It's fucking bullshit. I wanted to do a little music section to lighten things up, but I'd heard of one fucking song that came out in 1986, so that wouldn't be fun for fucking anyone. And finally, the Ivory Coast requested that the international diplomatic use of their French name, Côte d'Ivoire, instead of Ivory Coast, a request that we have fucking ignored for 35 fucking years and still call it the Ivory Coast. Only two good things happened in the first four months of 1986. Haley's Comet passed by in March, and Pixar was founded in February. And that starts us on the journey to Tom Hanks being in Toy Story. So there's some actual fucking relevant context for you. I'm fucking done. Fun fact about Pixar, one of the original founders, Steve Jobs. Um, Great. Which is fun. Jamie, Got any fucking show content have, have for you, me? Have you heard about the five stages of grief? Uh, uh, it's Dabda. 
Denial, anger, betrayal, something else, acceptance. Yes. I have long ago reached acceptance that the past is a terrible place. People shouldn't go there. Uh, you are clearly in the anger stage. Up until now, it's been all fun and Denial. <laughs> and suddenly you have a time with terrible, terrible things happening. And you know what? Soon you're going to be talking about Nazis. Yeah, I know. I can't wait for that. it's all terrible. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some show context. Yeah. So this film comes out on March 26, 1986. It costs, give or take, about $10 million to make, which is pretty cheap. Uh, yeah, by it's, it's, standards. That seems a standard budget for Tom Hanks films around this oh, area. Yeah, yeah, They're all about 10 to 12 mil. Um, fun facts about this film. Obviously, the executive producer was uh, Steven Spielberg. Obviously. Which was As fun. everyone knows. Well, no, it's made by Amblin, which is uh, interesting. And the interesting fact, when I found out while doing some research on this, one of, the, one of the producers on this film was Kathleen Kennedy, who is now the head of Lucasfilm, so who is the person who oversees all the Star Wars, and uh, tends to be on the internet when people uh, criticise the new films. They're like, oh, what's Kathleen Kennedy doing? Uh, they're bad and terrible. Um, but it's interesting, like, she was actually one of the co-founders of Amblin. Uh, that's why Spielberg has the credit on this. Uh, and behind Spielberg himself, I believe she's the highest... She has, like, like the highest amount of domestic gross box office receipts in the States mm-hmm. in history. Um, some other things about this film. Some people have suggested there's a remake of a film of... In the 1948, from 1948, called Mr. Blanding Builds His Dreamhouse, uh, which actually seems to, at least the internet, have a more official remake, uh, which is the Ice Cube movie uh, Are We Done Yet? Which is about the sequel to Are We There Yet, of course, where he, uh, in the new one, tries to build a house. Okay. Um, similar kind of situation, at the very least, like the structure seems to be inspired by at least, you know, uh, people go out to build their dream home and everything goes terribly, terribly wrong. Um, it stars Tom Hanks. It also stars Shelley Long, who's best known from Cheers. She plays Diane in Cheers of, D- of Sam and Diane fame. Uh, <laughs> I've never watched Cheers. This doesn't make me want to go and watch it, which nope. is bad. Um, she is also, and actually this is where I do know her from, uh, she plays Dee Dee Pritchett in Modern Family. Ah, yes. And that's where I was like, why is this character... It irked me so, and that's why. Um, at some point, NBC uh, announced they were going to make a remake of this. Uh, do it as a TV show. Yes, I saw that. It was in like, and then 2014 got... or 2012. Uh, basically, just never went off the ground. And yeah, because I'm not sure how you do that much of this show. No, no. This this is a very contained concept. I don't know how you could turn it into a TV series. Yeah, it'd be it'd be. You know how the original Parks and Rec, the idea was uh, throughout the entirety of the series, the show, it would end with the park gets built. That'd be the end of the show, and it'd be just this kind of running joke in the background of oh, the park, the park, park. And that sort of happens, but it, the, in Parks and Rec, the show gets reconfigured. And suddenly they start getting good at the jobs, and yeah. that kind of wheelbarrows out. Um, I could see, I could see a show like that where like this house is just constantly always being built. Yeah, but I can't see it running for ten seasons. No. Um, it also star- stars Alexander Gudnov, who plays the uh, the maestro, yeah. um, Shelley Long's ex husband. In this, he's also in Die Hard, uh, and yeah, you know, since you turned the film made about fifty four point nine million dollars. How? Um. Honestly, not much. I, I don't. I mean, like young Tom Hanks. I guess at the time, if you haven't got any better Tom Hanks films to compare him to, he's still a likable character in this, yeah. a likable figure. And we'll get onto this later. Beginning, this is probably the most closest to the Tom Hanks persona yeah. thing we get. Yeah, the more going on out. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's some that's some fun show context. Yeah, uh, and so we finish our historical context and our show context now. Um, what would normally follow after this is what's called the bit where the ads would go. Yes. Um, obviously, last week, 
caused a minor mental breakdown yeah. uh, for me. Um, so I have uh, yes. prepared something. Sure. It's not a song because okay. I couldn't do it. But you have pre-warned me that apparently we don't need this anymore. No, 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 no. No, no not at all. Jamie... Because of your mental breakdown, yeah. I want to make sure that we're taking the best of care for you. Okay. So what we're going to do first is we're going to let you do your thing first. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. So and then we'll go on to some ads. I've, I've gone to I've sent out okay. some emails, got some ads. It's cool. I, I still don't believe you <laughs> that we have ads. So I'm going to do the bit where the ads would go. Sure. Again, for anyone who hasn't listened, uh, A, listen to last week. Uh, the mental breakdown is very funny. I, I think I did very well. Um, <laughs> and um, But it's basically showing to advertisers the sort of effort sure. that I, again... I, not we, I am willing to go to um, to make our ad breaks entertaining uh-huh, and thus make uh-huh. people listen to them and sell their products. Uh, so I have not created a song this week because um, I, 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 it would kill me. Sure. I got, invi- <laughs> I got invited to karaoke this week yeah, and yeah. I almost had PTSD. <laughs> um, I did not go. Do you know that at karaoke you don't have to write your own songs? <laughs> Wait, that's not how it works? Um, so what I have instead uh, written is a spoken word poem. Uh, and it Great. goes thusly. <laughs> uh, it's called Advertisement. I'm, I'm really going to struggle not to laugh during this. Can you look somewhere else? Sure. Um, advertisement. But has anyone ever thought about what our advertise meant? Ties to our friends. Ties to our foes. Ties to our head, shoulders, knees and toes. The potent power of podcasting is protested and contested and infested with a plethora of promo codes. Pals pushing products they've never even used. Meanwhile, the audience is abused. Thought they were just listening to a fun podcast until they realised they're actually a cog fastened into the capitalist system. Really wish that advert break had missed them. I've got so many promo codes, don't make me list them. I've just remembered this was supposed to make adverts sound great. Instead, I've sounded irate, choosing instead to profligate about the downfalls of the capitalist state. So now I must finish by saying sorry to Squarespace, Blue Apron and Casper Mattress. This poem was a bit of a mess. So please, oh please, give us money so I can finally stop these desperate, desperate attempts to be funny. That was great. Yeah, thank uh, you. Um, I would like to, uh, as always, I would like sure. to highlight some parts that I thought were particularly good. I think rhyming, uh, just listening to a fun podcast, until they realise they're a cog fastened in the capitalist system, is truly the greatest rhyme ever written. I mean, potentially. Can I ask, you do live with an award-winning slam poet. Yes, I do. Did you ask for any help? Nope. <laughs> wow, I will no, be that was... to see if she has any feedback. Uh, no, 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 I, I have done it for you her. You have done it for her. Um, and she said, she said, um, I'm going, I have a poetry night coming up yeah. um, that is deliberately the worst poem you can perform. <laughs> you should come along <laughs> and do that poem. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it, you know, mixed reviews, <laughs> let's call you know, it that. You know what, Jamie? I think you did well. I, no, I, no so I, was, look, I was pretty happy with that. I, way fewer mental breakdowns yeah, in that yeah. one. So all I'm saying is after after last week, I realised how much effort you're putting into it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go out. I'm going to hit the pavements around London. I'm going to I'm gonna see what we can get in terms of advertisers. Okay. I showed them your ads and they went, yeah, we love your content. 
so I've got three ads. No, you the, don't. I do. I'm going to read the first one. We're, we're both going to do the second one. Okay. And then you're going to read the third one. This okay? is bad. So there are a couple notes just alongside. Just, you know, as you get with adverts, just about content. Yeah. So uh, the notes for this one was no swearing within 30 seconds of the ad read. So if you could refrain from swearing, <laughs> okay. that'd be great. No sexual content in the episode. That's fine. We're asexual. No problem there. We, we, we only mentioned shit. Yeah, shit doesn't have to be sexual, it's fine. Um, And before the advert is read, uh, the reader must first pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Um, What? So let's just just both pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Okay. Cool. I hate this. Sure. Do you enjoy living in a relatively stable democracy? Is the threat of impending economic collapse driving you insane? Do you refuse to support blonde Etonians who constantly look like they're having, they have woken up late and now have to run to Mr. Spingerbottom's Latin class before they get a caning? Then if so, we need you to register as a member of the Conservative and Unionist Party before <laughs> our upcoming elections. In a race to the bottom, only you can help make sure that we don't end up with a posh guy your friend had sex with at university's dad as the leader of our glorious nation. That's sexual content. Membership costs just £25 and what remains of your dignity? That was for the Conservative Party. Their ad read, we need you. Uh, now I'm... I'm so confused! Gonna... I don't know if you've written that as a joke... Which, if you had, it's not that great. <laughs> or if you've actually got a fucking sponsor by the fucking Conservatives. And I don't know which I prefer. So now, Jamie, uh, we're going to do an ad read for McLagan's Whiskey. Uh, just any notes, you know, you can feel free to ad lib. But make sure to mention that while we encourage people to get drunk, we don't want them to get too, too drunk. That just makes things awkward. Okay. okay. Um, well, you need to see this. Oh, have you got it? I've got, oh, you've got You've got your own copy. Sure. Okay. Um, it's Father's Day coming up soon, Al. Have you got your dad a gift yet? Oh, gee whiz, Jamie. I just don't know what to get, my papa. Every time I get my dad a present, he just tells me it's one of those newfangled millennial devices and tells me to get a real job. Dads can be difficult like that, but boy e, do I have a gift for you! Will it make him love me and respect me as a man? It sure will, Al. Buy your father a bottle of McLagan's whiskey, aged 24 years in oak barrels up in the Scottish Highlands. Your father is sure to love the peaty flavour that only comes from generations of resentment. Use the coupon code All I Want is for my dad to see me as a man, or one word, to get 25% off. Ha! That sure will get him to stop complaining about millennials. No, Al, nothing will. Okay, and now we're Okay, so I'm. I'm, I'm starting to come to more of a conclusion about whether these ads are real or not. So just the final ad. Uh, the note for this is uh, we're a sexy brand, so keep it light, smooth, and sexy. Like a balloon, it's for comfy beds. <laughs> oh, God. This is for the big money, Shane. This is for the big money ad, This is, this is uh, the money shot. I need you to sell it to us. Comfy beds. Best for sleeping in. Best for fucking in. And that made us 25 grand. Yes! You don't have to pay us in exposure anymore, guys. We're making the real money. We just sold out to all the worst people. I'm so upset by this, this, this whole part of the podcast. But you know what? It delayed having to talk about the fucking movie this week. So let's so, talk um, about the movie. Oh, do you not have any more ad reads for me? Oh, I'd no, do that. We can't spend all our money at once, Jamie. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just... Um, uh, so when, we're now forcing our listeners to listen to, to adverts. So we're not party. even getting paid for. <laughs> like, it's the worst of both of us. Oh, God. So please, please... 
desperately please find us real advertisers, our listeners. Uh, send us if there so- are any like advertisers you want us to work with, just shoot us a message and I will write something yeah, for it. Yeah. Don't worry. And yeah, then then we don't have to continue making these shitty, shitty bits in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, it would save me so much time in the week. I, <laughs> I, like, I spend a hefty majority of my time thinking, oh, fuck, I've got to do something to, I, for this podcast. I appreciate that Jamie spent quality time, and I was like, shit, i got ten minutes. I'll write some ads quickly. Um, so let's talk, talk about, about the, the money, money pit, pit. Which is, oh, ads, money pit. Ah, capitalism will rule us all. We begin in... I want to say Puerto Rico. No, uh, we're in Rio de Janeiro, yep. where Tom Hanks. You just said Papa. Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> oh, I love that place. I went there for holiday once. Right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, where Tom Hanks' father is getting married to his much younger bride, uh, they've run off with a lot of money. Tom Hanks is getting a postcard from them, telling them about the wedding, and goes, "Well, you know, they embezzled like twenty-five million dollars. Uh, life's a bit shit now." He's having to pay off his father's debts to all the music acts he used to represent. Um, he lives with his young bride, played by Shelley. Um, young as in the same age as same him. Age, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a, a similar father no. Uh, relationship. No. He's, because otherwise Tom Hanks would be dating a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, yes. and that would be creepy. Yes. Uh, so Tom Hanks works as a lawyer. Shelley works as a musician. She works in an orchestra. Um, but all of a sudden, they're kicked out of their beautiful New York apartment uh, by Shelley's ex-husband, who I believe still owns the fl- yes, flat. Yes. He was away for a year, so they were living in it in the meantime. Um, he's called the Maestro. He's very, I want to say, Russian or German. He's got a lot of abs and long blonde hair. Yes. He looks like the Superman. And uh, I don't think you know what Superman I looks like. I don't think like. What you know what the Nietzsche <laughs> Superman looks like. But I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, yeah, so they suddenly, there's this only instance, they need to get somewhere to live. Yeah. So they go to their mate, uh, who wasn't in jail, but definitely got fined uh, for some kind of crime, uh, who sells I property. beg you. To stop describing this shitty no, movie no, in this, such this, detail. This is the <laughs> he goes, sure, I can get this place. Look at this place. Uh, it's owned by this woman who turns out she married a Nazi and ran away. See, the Nazis always Woo! come up. Um, Six degrees of Nazi separation. It's a great place. It's worth a million, but we'll sell it to you for a cool 200 grand. They get the money together. They buy the place. But guess what, folks? It's a bad, bad house. It's out <laughs> in the Hamptons or the countryside or wherever. They take a train in. It's the the taps. They leak. What shit? Sludge. 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 Something rather suspicious looking. The staircase yep. collapses while Tom Hanks is walking on it, and he has to heroically jump to safety. Uh, the oven explodes, the electricity doesn't work yeah. the local contractors, they're all grifters they'll take you for a ride, I'll tell you what and that's where we find our young couple, can their love survive uh, not really uh, so very <laughs> so quickly the, the, yeah, the, the drama of this film is basically A, house is falling apart and they sure. keep on trying to fix it and it keeps on not working, at one point Tom Hanks falls in a hole in the in the house and gets trapped in it for like like so for a full day, um, the bath falls through the, 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 the floor at one point yeah. um, while they're trying to have a bath by boiling water on the hob and then pouring it in. Um, and the contractors are shitty and they keep saying, oh, I'll be ready in two weeks. And That's the running joke. Yeah. Um, and then the other drama to this film is she goes and tries to get money from her ex-husband she by sells, selling him. Yeah, so uh, they, they had obviously split their assets um, and... W- 
she says, look, I'll sell back some of the stuff to you for less than what it cost originally. So if you want to buy that this painting you loved for 75% of the price, then you can to raise yeah. a bit of cash. And, and then she- suddenly she wakes up in bed next to him. Well, that's... That's even a bit, a little bit after. So the context there is, it skipped forward for months. The house is getting worked on now. Yeah. So originally, it wasn't getting worked on. It is being worked on, but the relationship is falling apart. Yep. It's not because managing of the stress of the, yeah, the, 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 the all of that. Bollocks. All of that kind of the fact that they dumped so much money into this. Uh, it's important to know the two aren't married. Uh, although she's been married before, that's kind of puts her off. Yeah. So Tom Hanks does want to get married, um, but in this situation that you know they're, they're falling apart of the pieces, she goes. To kind of lean on her ex-husband's shoulder, they go out for a drink because she wants some like hot cooked food because she hasn't had some in four months. Uh, yeah, and then wakes up in his bed. Yeah, uh, him lying there going, oh, yeah. and so turns out they didn't actually fuck. No, like it's just he just like for some reason tells her that they did. Yeah, um, and then she tells Tom Hanks, and then he gets angry, understandably. Um, and that's really the like the plot tension is like oh she cheated on him but she didn't actually cheat on him and then later Tom Hanks goes oh I don't care if you cheated on me I love you anyway and she goes well I didn't cheat on you yeah. yay happy it's, ending it's a bit of a it's weird thing not, where she comes back from having thought that she cheated on her husband um, she comes back and she doesn't obviously doesn't tell him tries to she's like I just got to commit to lying no, her, her boyfriend commit to lying about it Tom Hanks go, is pretty sure she's had sex with this guy he goes oh look I'll, I, I won't care I won't care so eventually she tells him that she did he says I do care I didn't actually <laughs> think you did and she's like well I'm going to be mad at you because you're upset about this and he's mad at her for the more understandable reason of she slept with someone yeah. else yeah yeah so so he's mad that she slept with someone yeah um, and she's mad that, that mad. he's mad that she slept with someone yeah you know Classic, interesting plot. Yeah, it makes the characters really 3D when... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah when, when they make stupid, yeah. irrational decisions. Sure. Um, and then it's all resolved with no real plot tension at all by her, and her just going, Ah, see, I didn't. It's like, yay, well, oh, the house is it's, fixed. It's resolved more by... Because she, but we've known that... She knows that actually, from the <coughs> one before, Max comes and Max goes, actually, we didn't have sex. So, yep. like, I wanted to get you back. I wouldn't have taken a bunch of that. I just slept on the couch, whatever. Um... And she knows that when she comes back, and she still doesn't want to be with him. Yeah. So what really resolves it is him going, "I don't care that you cheated on me at all. Like I care a bit, but not enough for like to want us to break up." And she goes, "I didn't sleep on him," as though that's a reward for him. Yeah. Being morally better, it is still bad that in a time of like crisis, her first instinct was to go to her ex-husband. Yeah. yeah. No, um, no, she's 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 a bad human being. Um, not not nice, not good, uh, not well written, and not funny. Um, yeah. if, if if you had if you hadn't worked out, this is supposed to be a comedy, albeit a rom com. We have not mentioned anything we found funny or any jokes that were particularly good because, well, weren't really any of them. I there were a couple which I was I didn't mind. The contractors I found vaguely funny. So there were like there were a couple like bits of the contractors where. Mm. At some point, they show, up to, they show up to work in the house finally, and basically, it's Mad Max. Yeah, I found that kind of funny. Yeah, it was okay. And in general, the pattern between like Tom Hanks and the contractors was like, that's kind of like recognizable, you know, slightly kind of uh, slice of life humor in that kind of sense of uh, when you or if there ever is work being done in your house, and suddenly you get to know these people really well, and they almost feel a bit like family, but they're also sometimes having you on for a bit of a ride. Um, I, yeah. 
Uh, let's, let's show our opinions because <laughs> yeah, talk yeah we, we've talked about the plot for all three minutes and that's about it because there's not much yeah. fucking plot um, yeah no this movie fucking sucks it's bad it's not good I didn't enjoy it it's bad it, it, rom-coms are not good the, ro- the romance this isn't a rom-com this is a, this, this is, is absolutely a fucking it's not rom-com. rom-com it's not rom-com it absolutely is a fucking rom-com I'm sorry it tell you what, tell you what I'll look it up I'll look it I'm up. sorry it is the, the main plot is romance and it's trying to be fucking funny so it's a rom-com how dare you say this isn't a rom-com so I think the main plot for me is the house it is um, it's like a man versus monster type thing and the monster is a house rather than it's like it's not them against each other it's not really like they end up being separated because of this monster the the most interesting plot point is the cheating not the fucking house it's a rom-com and don't don't, you don't have to look this up and see whether Wikipedia fucking defines it as a rom-com. I'm telling you it's a rom-com because it's a fucking romance film. Jamie, it's trying I'm to be a sorry. comedy. As as someone who has slandered rom-coms for so long. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure I trust your opinion on what is and what isn't a rom-com. I'm sorry. It's, it's you know, it may well be. It is down as a music romance. So, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, comedy slash music slash romance on Google. There you go. Where the fuck's the music in this film? But there you go. Fucking rom-com. You know what? You know why it sucks? Because it's a fucking rom-com. No, this would suck anyway. This no, like, it, sucks, uh, it would it suck sucks, anyway, but I'll point out why it sucks as a rom-com. Because the romance fucking sucks because they're, they're, like, they're not paying that much attention to it because it's trite because of the comedy. And the comedy isn't good because it's not written by good comedy writers because good comedy writers don't write fucking rom-coms. This movie fucking sucks. I, it's like, so bad. We're not, we're it's not, not funny. Sure, I, but it, I, again, it's, it's faults are not... Its faults are the fact that it tries to do romance and it does it no, poorly, and it it's, tries it's, it's, to it's, do it's, comedy it's not, and it does it poorly. Of, no, its faults are just that it's not funny. Like the the relationship itself is the stuff that I was slightly more invested in of the two. Like, no, the romance stuff sucks as well. Like, no, I didn't, like the romance stuff was from a. The issue is the romance stuff plays as a drama, and like as a drama about these this this kind of couple who have this. The, you know the issue being they don't want to get married his issue being that he has this need to kind of pay off his debts of his father that he feels in sort of the shadow of this that of the two I'm not saying it was brilliant but of the two I was more invested in that aspect the romance aspect was fine the issue was just that the comedy wasn't funny the issue was that at the end of the day it was a lot of it's based off sight gags which again weren't that extreme the, the when it gets more kind of 1980s weird comedy stuff when, it, when the Mad Max gang show up that is funnier but it doesn't go to those extremes like, like as much as it should do, it should go further in that stuff. It should do that more of that stuff with Max, with the kind of orchestra. It should do more of the kind of things we the things we liked in Volunteers, the kind of really left field comedy stuff. It, it has none of that. It has well, it has a little bit of that, but it, it decides to kind of play for the middle of the road, and that's how it makes fifty million, right? It's just a middle of the road film for which we've lost all context for it, and because I don't know the the comedy we watch nowadays tends to be for the most part, good TV shows rather than necessarily good comedy movies because there are good comedy movies nowadays. There were good comedy movies in the 1980s. But for the most part, the best comedy now tends to be on TV or Netflix rather than necessarily in films. I'm not saying like there aren't... There are there is room for good comedy in films. There is obviously a lot of room for good comedy in films. But the overall... I think a bigger chunk of it than any of us would like to admit is crap. Like there are a lot of really bad things that present themselves as comedies there are just there are a few films which call themselves romances they're like rom-coms are sort of the only thing which really get that there are a couple of romances but they don't really get made for the most part fucking notebook titanic yeah once again those are like two films from like 20 years <laughs> like one's 20 years ago the other is like uh, the notebook is 2004 and titanic is what 1999 1998 like 
they aren't they aren't made anywhere as much as comedies are. So like most romances, I will admit, often get described as like rom coms because they have jokes in them, but also dramas have jokes in them and tragedies have jokes in them. Yep. That doesn't necessarily um, have a inherently a kind of and thing they like that. also it's, suck. I mean. <laughs> It's just, it's not good. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's, I'm just saying it's, like, I'm saying this I don't think it's going to be a debate we have over forever. many Yeah, he has so many. I'm, I'm looking forward I'm to when I come in and say, hey, look, this rom-com wasn't fucking terrible. But you know Let what? Let me tell you about a little movie called Splash, okay? Which <laughs> was a good rom-com. I do remember coming in and saying that it was terrible. As it I am is doing, a good no, rom-com. No, it's not. I it is. It. I believe. But therefore, I believe that, that sets your taste <laughs> Shall we relitigate so that I gave shit. it one star? But it was very bad. It was not good. You were going to give it three stars, but you needed it to hurt me. Yeah, no, so what? really what this film should have learned, you said that like, oh, they don't take it to the extremes. They should have learned from me, which is no, heightening like, is funny. Which is Yes, <laughs> heightening things for comedic effect makes the laugh, laugh, giggle, giggle. Yeah, but it's what this film, uh, like for, for the what I'm saying like, is, I'm a better rom com than this film. <laughs> Jamie, for you, for you to be a better rom com than this movie, yeah, given my tragic fucking love life, yeah, would, would you... <laughs> my romance is still more fucking interesting. I'm, just... I'm a man that won 540 fucking pounds in a pub quiz and didn't get a second date off it that is how fucking terrible my romance is and it's still better than this bullshit I think this movie is like I, I think you think this movie is like appallingly one star bad I think this movie is like two star I just have very few feelings about it like I watched it it was fine. It didn't steal. Like, you do seem to have a, a, a vendetta against you. It seems to, like last week, doing that song took a little bit of your soul away. I'm worried that by the end of, this, like, end of our show, you are just going to have no soul left. There will be nothing left of Jamie but yep. anger caused by Tom Hanks-related incidents. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, so, should we move... <laughs> Should we just fucking move on to ratings? Yeah, We've been recording it. for like 20 minutes. Um, yeah, so um, I'll, I'll start this week because you always start and then you say everything and then I have nothing to say. So sure. fuck you, I'm starting this week. Because, oh, this oh, this film... I've, I mean, I've said everything I need to say. This film fucking sucks. It's bad. It's not funny. The romance is shit. Uh, the, the plot isn't interesting. The resolution of the plot is even less interesting. Oh, I cheated. Oh, but I actually didn't. Oh, ah! It's fucking terrible. And then the, the house gets made. Congratulations. Fucking we see it. It happens off screen. It's bullshit. Um, the... <laughs> no, sorry, I do. I don't know what you're saying in this section. I should just want to say a film which you say step by step how the house gets built <laughs> would be more boring. fucking interesting than no, this film. Yes, it would. I'd watch that shit. I'd at least fucking learn something. I don't fucking learn shit from this. I learned that this movie fucking sucks. It's one fucking star out of five. It's bullshit. I'm so angry. You know why I'm angry? Because we've got three more fucking films until Big, the only fu- the first fucking good movie he does. And then after that, we've got like eight more films until we reach the 90s and he actually starts making good movies on a consistent fucking basis. Why the fuck are we doing this podcast? All these movies suck. I just want to watch some good fucking media. I've been so disappointed by fucking Game of Thrones this year. And then I'm, I'm, my only other thing I'm able to watch are fucking shitty... 80s Tom Hanks fucking rom-coms. It's bullshit, Al. One star. Okay. So this is obviously our section uh, where we review both uh, the quality of the movie, Tom Hanks' performance, and then uh, Tom Hanks' dick meter, and then we decide whether or not it goes into the Hanks bank. So right now, uh, quality of what we're, the film itself. Stop 
throwing shade at me. <laughs> I, 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 the undertone of that is... Right, Jamie went off on one and he didn't explain no, the no. concept of this section of the show. I am just, better I'm just, just better, better, better just shadily just sort of do, do, that do, do yes. Jamie's job for him. Better, better no, no, just, no, no, just, no, just you know, just, 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 just like point him, out that Jamie's yeah. not done his job. And what I'm doing is the straight man <laughs> section. So, uh, in comedy, sometimes you have a straight man and a, a funny man. I'm not sure the other man was cool. I am performing one role today. Um, yeah, so look, I I have literally. If Jamie's anger right now is like a ninety, I'm so um, fucking sweating. I have right like none of my that. anger. I I haven't showered today. I feel disgusting. Yeah, I can tell. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's real gross. So look, in general, I'm angry. In general, with this film, Jamie is angry with it. I have no anger. Jamie dislikes. Uh, Jamie's issue seems to be deeper season right now with Game of Thrones has really let him down and he wanted something to like fill him back up. I dislike like you're talking like I'm not fucking here. No, I, I don't think you're I'm just Stop I'm just third person. Why, why don't like, you lie I'm down on the couch? Too fucking why don't you lie down on the couch and I'll perform a psychoanalysis? All I'm uh, yeah, look, at the end of the day, I, I have none of I can't be angry about this film. It, it's it's beige. It's it's what it is. Um uh, I yeah like in general I have seen some really bad films worse films in this genre of a couple are thrown into a situation which is tough and therefore it follows a very similar route so something like Life As We Know It in which rather than they they get a house which is breaking down is that they get their dead friend's baby and they have to raise it together they're, they're not together but it's that sort of film in structure and to be honest that sort of film in quality right like it's going for two things at once and whereas I believe that rom-com can go together and even that you can have comedy and drama or drama and comedy what it's trying to really go for is hey it's a relationship drama about what happens to relationships under these situations and a rom-com and a comedy about them building this house and because the because they come the, those two aspects of it, the comedy is wacky enough. It is it is Looney Tunesy enough to really alienate the the dr- relationship drama in this, which is just two people falling out of love. That had they just decided to go whole hog, we're just doing a drama about two people who buy a house. Uh, it's a bad house; they lose all their money in it. And to be honest, don't end up together. For for all intents and purposes, I did think that. Potentially, it was, the movie was going to end with them just leaving, and that'd be the end of it. Because it was an eighties film, and sometimes you had depressing endings in eighties movies. Um, but you know, it's that's it. Like it's a two star. Like it's not. I don't think it's morally offensive. I don't think it's it's reprehensible. I don't. I don't think I would. What I would say is, if someone sat you down and said, "It's my favorite film of all time. We got we got to watch the main bit." I don't think these people. They'd exist. be fucking wrong. Sure. And you went. Oh, I don't really want to. I don't think you're gonna. I would physically fight DVD. my friend if they did that to you know me. what I did for Jamie's birthday. <laughs> um, but yeah, two stars. Just wrong. Also, I'm I'm angry that you've made me like you've you've shat on me for disliking this film and then like tried to defend no, not, it and I'm you not, gave it fucking not, two fucking I'm stars. Sh- I'm not, not shat on you. I'm just saying like I just don't think it's worth being angry about this film. This film has nothing in it which I I could. I yeah, and you know what would make for a great fucking podcast? Two people sitting for an hour going. Yeah, no, I just have no real strong feelings about this. Okay, cool. Here's a fucking spoke of my phone, my friends. <laughs> oh, God. Tom Hanks' performance out of five. What do you get? 
Um, I think he's fine. I think, like I said earlier, I think this is the start of. I think what we see fermenting over the course of films like um, Bachelor Party and uh, not Volunteers, but uh, a couple of films like that, which is like Tom Hanks as this amongst his friends, at least the more responsible figure, like the uh, responsible figure Hanks, right? I think we've seen this. I, I, it's not something which you get in big, but it is something you get in the later films. So and and that's fine. Obviously, does why he gets cast and all this stuff. Um, so yeah, three. Yeah, I give him a two point five. It was fine. He's let down by the fact that maybe fucking sucks. But I feel me and give him less than a two point five because he didn't do anything particularly wrong. Um, it's just it's not a good film. It's a fucking bad film, and he shouldn't have done it. Bad Tom Hanks. Go back, make better decisions, Tom Hanks. I mean, please, I mean, please I make, think, please I make Tom Hanks. Please make I think Tom fi- Hanks' bank account told him it was the right decision. <laughs> please to do make this film. fifteen better fucking decisions, so I don't have to sit through all your shitty eighties movies. Ah, <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks, take meter. Like one, he's not very. Yeah, good. yeah, he doesn't. Do of, of the characters in this, the, the person who I think is yeah, morally it's her. the worst yeah, is her. Bad, right? Like, it's not good. Um, he doesn't do Yeah, he's weirdly not playing too type for what no. we've seen of him so far in this. He's like not not an entitled yeah. wankery dick at all. Um, no. He's more of a, a heart film. See, so yeah, I'll give him a one as well. Yeah. Um, uh, no, this isn't going to my fucking Hanks Bank. He's going to Hanks Bank. Well, I haven't answered where I. Oh no, I said one. Yeah, you said I just one. Want to, no, I just wanted to say that within this, if if we were, I'm not doing what with Tom Hanks. Do don't worry about that. But right now, if we were Shelley and someone was Tom Hanks, I would be Shelley because I was angry at your anger, Jamie. Yes. And <laughs> I, I just want to. I want to highlight that, and I want to. I want to. You so know. you're a bad person. And saying. like Shelley too, I will say I didn't cheat on you, Jamie. That was a lie I told you before the show started <laughs> thank, to thank wind you God. up. Thank um, God. No, it's not going in my Hanks bank. Thank so God of course, that. when things don't go in our Hanks bank, what we decide to do instead is to direct uh, the aliens towards something that we think might save humanity instead. So, Jamie, what do you think might save humanity? Um, So, I think what might save humanity this week uh, is the fact that Tesco's has finally put big bottles of Coke back in their meal deals. took a little while with the sugar tax coming in. They removed them. They only had those little fucking tiny 250 milliliter, not even the 330 milliliter cans, fucking 250 milliliter cans. It was fucking bullshit. And, like, you know, if you you happened to uh, be hung over and heading to a podcast record session and, and needed a bit of sugar to get your uh, your energy up, fucking 250 milliliter cans isn't, isn't going to do it for you. So you're really happy that you can uh, get that full fat fucking 500 milliliter can and get you real jazzed up and sweaty <laughs> for a podcast record in a hypothetical situation that I'm obviously not referencing in real life. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we've described it before. Uh, Jamie's in full Shakespearean mode. Yeah. As though he was an actor on stage of the RSC. It is that level <laughs> yeah, of commitment just, just you're getting fucking, every time. Done fucking King Lear. Just yeah, yeah. Sucking. It's great. one day if if this ever picks up, we'll do a live show and people will see the level of physical commitment this man brings to projecting words into a microphone. <laughs> Gen- genuine thing I've considered doing is highlighting the fact that we're not a fucking popular show it's to do a live show but just invite two of our mates to yeah. come and sit and watch us so you just get occasional titters from from across the room um, because that's the sort of thing I find funny and then would collapse and flop much like this whole fucking podcast uh, what's saving you about to do this week for you Al? Uh, weddings uh, a few of our friends a few of my friends are getting married and obviously the weddings are a long way off in the future but because of it, I've been thinking about them more. I love it. As events, I think they're great. And not just, obviously, like, I understand that marriages end, and that's very sad. But as an event, there are very few times in life when you can bring as many people as you know all together in one room to have a fun time where everyone 
gets a wee bit drunk, where they kind of bring presents, where you have cake, where you have dancing, we have all those kind of like wonderful, fun social events centered around, you know, two people declaring that they love each other. And you know what? When aliens come down and they're living up in their society where there's no marriage and, you know, everyone just has sex with everyone else, and you know what? More power to them. We'll go, look, that's brilliant too. But sometimes it's really nice to get everyone you know and everyone you love in a room to get together in a celebration of love. And, uh, yeah, that's why I thought. Oh boy. Alexander, you are making it so difficult for me to not put you in a very uncomfortable conversation as you ooh, have been dating your girlfriend for quite a long time and are not currently engaged. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a real struggle for me not to just ask you some real uncomfortable questions because your family and your girlfriend both listen to this. And I, oh, I could, oh, I could so easily do it, Al. I could so easily do it. And you make, I, re- I know I shouldn't, so I'm not gonna, but it's, oh, it's real difficult. <laughs> it's real and difficult. Write them down and I'll review. <laughs> <laughs> the questions for appropriateness. No. Can you give us? Could you hum it? And I will guess it? the question. How give me a hum? How, what, what the fuck? It's pretty mm. obvious what my questions are going to be. Honestly, I'm trying to think right now. You know, think about proposing anytime soon. You know, did that marriage come around the corner at any point? You know, I've been dating girlfriend for quite a long time. You maybe, maybe, maybe it's because it's time to get down on that one knee because it's been going a little long. But you know, I understand maybe you're not earning enough money, but like you can have a like long enough, long enough engagement, then you have enough money to save up and then have a wedding. And it's like pretty obvious, like you're probably gonna get married at some point, but you just haven't bought that question yet. You just haven't really done it yet, Al. You haven't really done it. What I appreciate about this is two things. <laughs> One, first and most importantly, there is only one person in my life pressuring me to get married, and it is Jamie Jones. Yes, because I want to be a best man, Al. That That's why we're doing this point. podcast. Uh, the only reason is so I can secure that best man position. Uh, I feel like if I ever, uh, if I ever do get married and uh, need to pick a best man, I should just do a Hunger Games-like situation where I get everyone in a room and just let them fight it. And I will fucking win! <laughs> You've seen the pattern I can show. No one is beating me to that fucking That is true. Fight. If you feel this strongly about the money theater movie, which is so much of a nothing, but it really barely exists, uh, you probably could bring a lot more passion to that. That is fair. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's why. Nice uh, freezing past that question. Now, nice moving past it without answering. Hey, 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 I, mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't yeah. know what the questions were. I didn't want to answer <laughs> those questions. Ah, oh, so weddings and full fat coke. That's what's saving uh, saving yeah, the. Yeah, you know, full fat coke's great. Yeah, no, no, it sort of gives you enough energy to to sweat your fucking ass off in a podcast and be real fun. You know, uh, cocaine does the same thing, but with less. Oh calories. yeah, you wait till episode eighty-seven when I'm all out of ideas and just. Fucking cocaine! <laughs> uh, right. Um, I think we're fucking done, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, do you, is there anything you want to point our audience towards uh, in terms of like. Uh, yeah, you mean our social medias that you sure. know off the top of your head? Um, uh, you can find us on Twitter at HanksBankPod. Um, you can find me at Jamie at Jamie P. Loxton. You can find Al at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. And I will do my customary please fucking change your Twitter handle because it's really inconvenient to say it every week. Um, leave us reviews on iTunes. Do all that good shit. Find us advertisers, please. Please fucking just do it. I'm so... I, I, I'm, all, I'm genuinely all out of ideas. Like, sure. that I knew no, I, that's, that's why I've come in, Jamie, I, I, to I write knew, us some ads. Don't worry. I knew the fucking... I knew I was going to do that spoken word thing for a few weeks ago, so I had that in the bank. I'm all out of fucking ideas. I'm... I've no fucking clue what I'm going to do for next week. And I'm going to have to do one, because I've done like two, three yeah, weeks no, in a row. Yeah, but... That. We're going to talk about another shitty movie next week. And as we've learned... Wait, we're so about what are we watching movies, next week? 
I don't fucking know. Why would you Google it while I'm ranting? Um, we can watch another fucking shitty movie next week, and I'm again not going to want to talk about it for that long, so I'm just going to have to come up with another fucking thing to fill a few minutes. This fucking podcast sucks! <laughs> Why do we do it, Alexander? <laughs> but please do follow us and rate us, because it's a good, it really helps us, and then we can earn money, and then I can I can feel, feel less angry about this podcast by getting paid to do it, instead of taking up my own sweet, sweet private time. Um, I'd do it for free. I love you all so (laughs) very much. You say you would do it. We are doing it for free. Of course Uh, you'd do it for free. We are currently doing it for free. In fact, you bought... Forget about all our smooth, smooth, You bought some of the films. I, I of course, haven't bought any of the films. I've illegally downloaded every single one. But you've actually bought some of the films, which means you're not doing this for free. You're running at a net negative on this podcast right now. It's a tax write-off, Jamie. (laughs) It's all fine. Uh, I believe the next movie is Nothing in Common. Nothing in Common. Lovely. It sounds so good. A highly successful advertising executive decides to put his job on hold after getting an update from his father that he and his wife are divorced and decides to extend his break after revealing that his father's a diabetic. That might be a spoiler. Uh, (laughs) Right, so... Yeah, we've we done. Yeah, I'll say the catchphrase. I'm just... I'm, I'm ramping up yeah, to yeah, it. I know. I, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, no, it's, Jamie, I mean, yes, I know, let me just, let me just, okay. I know it's been a rough week, okay, I know it's been it's a rough, been, it's been a long hour, it's been a long, it's been a long time, and I know, I know you, 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 you struggled with this film, I'm sweating, it really, it really attacks you in places in your soul, yeah. that, uh, hurt you, as a human being, that whole left last week when you did that song, when it broke you down as a human being, yeah. and you wanted to be filled back up, you wanted to be filled back up with the spirit of Tom Hanks, and you watched this feeling, and it was so empty of that soul, it was so empty of anything it could give you, Jamie, it, it took away from you, and you know what you need, Jamie, you know what you need, you need to treat yourself, you need to treat yourself with a good Tom Hanks movie, just go ahead, watch a Toy Story to fill you up with some love for Tom Hanks, because it's coming! It is coming down the road, and it's us who believe, Jamie. It's us who believe in Tom Hanks, who will be rewarded in the kingdom of Hanks in the future. And let me tell you, Jamie, when I put my hand on my heart, and I might say, Saving Private Ryan wins an Oscar, and Tom Hanks is there. And then I say, I believe, Jamie, when I say Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 are coming in the future. And I put my hand on my heart, and I say, I believe, Jamie. You need to put your hand on your heart, too. You need to believe in the Hanks, because you, Jamie, are amazing, and Hanks believes in you. From me, Jamie, and my co-host Al, that's one more ep in the bank. <laughs> Hank's bank.